Hello, everyone, and welcome to Australian Grape and Wine's latest podcast. My name's Tony Badalane. I'm the Chief Executive of Australian Grape and Wine. And today, we've got a very special guest in Angie Scipiano. Angie is the Director of Bird Control Australia. Uh, bird Control Australia was established back in 2014 and is the leading supplier of bird deterrent systems in Australia and New Zealand. Um, big supplier to the wine industry, but what really impresses me is they supply customers like BHP, Rio Tinto, McDonald's, Novotel Resorts, and many others. So welcome to the show, Angie. Thanks for having me, Tony. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a great pleasure for me as well. So can you just tell us a little bit about what Bird Control Australia is and what it does? Yes. So as you mentioned, we're the supplier of bird deterrence, and we work closely with a lot of agricultural, commercial, residential, and marine customers. Uh, we, what sets us apart, I guess, is the fact that we sell ethical bird deterrence, humane bird deterrence, and we don't sell any traps or chemicals. And the consumer is becoming more and more aware of wanting to not use things that harm our animals or our environment. So it's um, become quite a popular thing amongst our customers across all sectors. And, and that's absolutely critical because what we're seeing now is both customers and consumers are demanding that um, it doesn't matter what size of business you are, but whoever you're selling to demands that you're meeting some base or more than basic environmental credentials, but you have to walk the talk and demonstrate these. So when you're doing bird control, it's really important that you can look at these mechanisms that aren't, you know, the old days where you got up with a shotgun and blasted away the glass, they're well and truly gone and you need to have far better deterrent mechanisms. So I guess, um, what impact do birds have on the vineyard? What, what are, and what can they do to your vineyard? They, well, first and foremost, um, bury loss. And, and this, happens, um, this happens because they're obviously eating the berries, um, but they're also responsible for secondary spoilage through molds and bacteria. So often what happens is they'll, they'll take a peck at the fruit and then they'll leave them susceptible to, to bunch rot. And then that can, that can affect the, the grapes and, and it, it makes, makes the, the, the wine off and you, you get off flavours. And are there particular regions where birds are more of a problem in your experience? Or, are, or the, are, is it just all around Australia? all around Australia. So we deal with, we get calls daily from different vignerons across Australia. And um, it's, it's the same problem. The birds can be slightly different in different areas. Um, we're seeing starlings pretty much Australia-wide and they seem to be the worst culprits. Mm. Um, but then um, we're seeing problems with rosellas more in the warmer climates, um, silver eyes, down south and crows seem to be everywhere yeah and starlings are i find starlings particularly bad because they love to just have a peck to see if they're ripe. so they to me they seem to go right across and they can cause a heck of a lot of damage um do you get the same birds every year at the same time or you know or or you're lucky enough to get a whole lot of new lot or some years a free year um i've never seen anyone have a free year um, so it's usually the same time every year. And um, the birds, they like to feed on grapes when they develop their colour, which is 
before maturity and that's when they strike the hardest. Yeah, and we've got a really, because this year is likely to be a really wet year, it, I reckon we're going to probably have pretty serious bird issues. Um, one, because you're going to get the grapes which are, which are swelling up at the wrong time and splitting and you'll have a lot of birds coming in. Um, what birds do you see as the worst culprits? Definitely the starlings because they come in in really large numbers. Um, but the, the crows can be really bad as well. And rosellas are really wreaking havoc for quite a few of our vignerons. So what, what do we do about this? How can we control those birds in that ethical manner so that our customers and consumers are, are happy and that we can manage to get our crop off? Well, what they need is an effective bird management strategy, Tony. Um, so they, they can get in touch and we usually find out specifically what birds are causing issues for them because we have different systems for different birds and then we tailor something for them. So just give us an example of a sort of system that you would use in a, a cool climate region like the Yarra Valley. What, what, what type of system would you use? Just, you know, small vineyard, 20 acres and what, what type acres. of thing? Yep. Typically laser and, and audio used in combination. That way you're attacking several of their sensors. So with the laser, what they're seeing because of their intense ocular system, it looks like a lightsaber coming at them. And, um, and that's really quite scary for, for the birds. And then um, with the audible devices, you're getting sounds of bird distress calls and predator calls. And that way you're attacking their sense of hearing as well. And what's good to, to use as well is some sort of decoy bird. And when you're looking at decoy birds, birds that don't move aren't very effective. So there's no point in having a, an owl with a wobbly head because they don't do much. But we do have some fantastic birds of prey that swoop and, and hover and are very lifelike. And that's what you want. And especially when they're then hearing a bird of prey and seeing a bird of prey, that puts a lot of pressure on them. Yeah, so I guess that you will design a system to suit the environment and the type of birds. And it'll be a combination of all these as well, would it be? Or Yeah, a combination is what works best, definitely. And obviously for our ethical regions, no, no bird is harmed in the, uh, in the deterrent. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, no birds or humans are harmed. <laughs> Excellent. And, of course, and the environmental impact. So um, does it impact non-target species or, or, or how, what other impacts are there from these mechanisms? Well, the good thing about both the laser and the sound deterrent is that you have full control over where they're used. So with the laser, it's fully programmable and you can save up to 80 points on the laser. So you tell it where you want it to go. So if you did have, you know, water in the background for the, and you had um, some water birds that you didn't want to impact, then you just don't need to have it go that way. And then same with the audible deterrence, you have full control over the volume. So, and you can place the speakers where you need to and each of those speakers has, usually has quite a lot of cabling. So you can place them where you need to and you can adjust the volume accordingly. 
And uh, I guess that um, can these be solar operated, these systems, or do you have to plug them into the mains? Absolutely. So our systems are 12 volts. So you can either plug into mains or you can attach them to a 12 volt battery solar panel setup. So you don't even have to use mains power at all. I mean, that's fantastic to help the environmental footprint too. And that's something that, again, we're, we're so um, interested in these days. Um, I guess one of the things is, all, you know, we're going into a pretty tough year this year and there's a lot of growers out there who are going to be struggling. I think, you know, grape prices are going to be down. There's, we're probably heading into a cycle of oversupply. Um, are these costly solutions? No, they're... they're... Most people are very surprised at how affordable they are and you recoup your costs very quickly. So they're much, much cheaper than netting. Um, so, you know, one of the, the lowest cost audible system for a vineyard, you're looking at a couple of hundred dollars. And then the most expensive product we have is about four and a half thousand dollars and that's the laser. Um, and I've, I've been speaking with some growers who have been netting and I was only speaking with a grower yesterday who one of his colleagues spent a million dollars in netting and um, it's, not, it's not uncommon to see people spending two or $300,000 a year on netting. Netting is a, a very expensive solution. The other thing about netting, of course, is disposing of damaged nets and we've got a real problem there where we've got a lot of... Um, a lot of nets just sitting around in paddocks that looking for a, 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 an efficient and effective way of disposing of those. So again, any of these non-destructive mechanisms that or, and low intensive, uh, labour intensive mechanisms got to be attractive to growers. Um, I guess coming into a season, when should people be talking to, you know, looking at their bird control? They should be looking... Um... By about October or November, they should be looking. You want to have them in place in December. So really, you want them to be in place before the birds get a taste. Um, once um, they have a taste, it's always a bit harder. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm seeing a lot of starlings starting to come around this year. I think it's a big starling season because, uh, because of the weather we've had. Um, and, you know, there's been a lot of grain, a lot of spoilt grain. So if you're anywhere that's bordering Broadacre, uh, starlings are, are, are everywhere. So um, I guess um, any, any top tips for anyone listening? What should they do apart from calling you? Yeah, so top tips, definitely put as much pressure on them as you can. So you want the pressure on them to be greater than their reason for being there. And the way to do that is to attack as many of their senses as possible by using a few different products. Um, we provide free advice for that sort of thing, obligation free as well. So people are welcome to get in touch if they just wanna have a chat or perhaps they've had a, a bad season and they want to be prepared for next year. Um, because we deal with the, the cherry growers first, um, we, we have a, a repeat of the same sort of problems with our vignerons. So we, we get a bit of a heads up as to, to what they're looking at and what the worst culprits are going to be. And you're right, Tony, starlings have been quite a problem. And, and I guess on that issue of, uh, 
of the problem. And cherries is an interesting one. Uh, it's probably going to be a good cherry season. Uh, other grapes likely more vulnerable because this is a season where there's likely to be disease pressures. So uh, is there likely to be a bigger bird problem because of that? Possibly. We don't, we don't know for sure. But, yes, it's a real possibility, Tony. And one for I've learned a lot here, so I've really enjoyed this chat. Um, do birds learn? So do you need to change your systems regularly because birds will learn and, uh, and habituate to what's happening? That's a great question. And the answer is our, our products, um, you're able to change the patterns and sounds and settings on them because they do learn otherwise. So you've got to keep the pressure on. So it's important to, to mix things up and change things up so you can change the, the, the laser pattern that you're using um, with the sounds on the audible products. It's important not to use all the sounds at once. And one of the reasons is because it doesn't sound authentic when you've got all these different sounds. And the other reason is so that you can change them every few weeks. Um, typically we find using one to two distress calls and, and one to two predator calls works really well. Um, and then if you do have visual decoys up, it's good to move them around. And yeah, so it's, it's not a set and forget type scenario. You've got to keep the pressure on. Well, I must say I've learned a lot from this conversation, Angie, and I've really enjoyed your company. I think what it's really important that this vintage that people look for cost-effective solutions uh, it's going to be a tough one. We're going to have a couple, couple of years. So cost-effective solutions on bird control could make a difference. So if, if any of our listeners have any questions, feel free to give Angie a call, Bird Control Australia, and I'm, I'm sure there's other, other people out there, but uh, look for those solutions, look for those alternatives, and I think uh, it's a real opportunity. So thank you very much, Angie, and thank you, everyone, for listening to us. Thanks for having me, Tony. It's been a real pleasure.